Hey, what's up? It's Wednesday, June 8th, and you're listening to episode 59 of the Chasing Points podcast, where your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. After a week off, we are back. We needed a week, Brandon, to uh, just <laughs> kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, escape. I need months. I need months. That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a week, but yes, you're right. We did need to escape. Uh, impromptu time off, but we are back. Episode 59. I am Sam. That is Brandon. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Points Podcast. We have a loaded show today. Uh, we're in the middle of the NBA Finals. Uh, it's it's been a up and down uh, game for both te- uh, series for both teams. We'll jump into that. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get into some baseball. The Yankees and the Mets have the best records in baseball. That's crazy. We'll talk about our Rangers being up two one against the defending champs. And do you care? Of course. Uh, but let's let's jump into that NBA Finals game. Let's go. Let's go. Three is tomorrow or. Today, when you're listening to this, nine o'clock on ESPN, looking at a you know so far the series has been tied at one uh, a piece here. Brandon, game one, thought it was going Golden State's way. I was going to turn the TV off at the beginning of the fourth. <laughs> they sat cl- uh, Steph down, and I was like, "All right, this game's in the bag. I'm going to bed." And I'm glad I didn't go to bed. As a basketball fan, the only regret I have is I wish Mike Breen was calling it. But a uh, hell of a comeback by the Celts on in game one. And then game two, uh, you know, Steph and the boys, Draymond was a maniac. It was it was a great, uh, great effort by the Warriors. They definitely uh, picked it up from their struggling fourth quarter in game one. What are your uh, initial thoughts on the NBA finals so far? So I didn't get to watch the fourth quarter, but I knew the momentum was changing in the third quarter in the first game. Um, you could see it changing. Uh, it was gradually happening. Um, you can see Celtics were kind of stepping it up, but they also uh, made Al Horford a, a world beater, essentially, yep. at that point in time, which shouldn't happen. I'm not saying that Al Horford is not a, a great basketball player. He is. He was part of the legendary uh, Florida Gators team. Um, so he's he knows how to ball. Um, he, there's a reason that they went back and got him because he was a missing piece for their team. Um but just to see the Celtics come back and take that game, I know the Warriors are kicking themselves about it, which is why they came out the way they did in the last game. Uh, Steph was a man on a mission uh, with the fact that Steph that was dropping, dropped 29 points, uh, had six rebounds and four assists. It's funny that Jason Tatum had essentially the same stat line. They were only off uh, just by one on, on certain categories, but Jason Tatum had uh, 28 points, six rebounds as well, and one assist. So he had one less point um, and one less assist uh, than Steph Curry. But it's not – Steph was in the zone, but it wasn't just about him. As you mentioned, Draymond Green, uh, I'll give you a stat line, and you probably, if you're not a basketball fan, would probably be like, okay, well, what's, what did he do? He had 9.7 assists and five rebounds, Okay. That's not that he doesn't pop out. What he does never pops out on the stat line. Um, he's just that guy that gets in everybody's head that that forces you to play his game. That knocks you off kilter. He's the bruiser. He's the guy that you love to have on your team, but you hate to play against. That's who Draymond Green is. He is that will always be that he's the heart and soul of the Warriors. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, he will give the credit and say the team goes with Steph. 
but in reality, the team goes with him because of the way that he moves, the way he sets up the screens that allows Steph and or Clay to get open. Speaking of Clay, he needs to wake the hell up. Uh, I know he's coming back from being away from the game for two whole years and having setback after setback after setback, but 11 points, three rebounds, and one assist is not going to do it. All right. His what people seem to be uh, saying is his replacement, Jordan Poole, was the one that stepped up immensely uh, in this game. 17 points, uh, three assists, and two rebounds. Now, that may not be 29 points or 30 points or anything like that, but the shots that he made were key and allowed this game to get to where it got to and be essentially a blowout, which the final score was 107 to 88. Um, another key factor for the Warriors is Gary Payton II being back. Now, he was missed throughout the playoffs because of the, the MCL injury, uh, but him coming back and having that defensive presence like his father, uh, being that Swiss Army knife for the Warriors, he's been – a huge factor and is going to continue to be that going forward. Uh, now on the Celtics end, as I said, Al Horford in the first game was balling this game. He only had two points and eight rebounds. All right. Um, Robert Williams has pretty much been a no show period. And that is one of the biggest factors that, was considered to be going into the series, and he hasn't been anything the first two games. Honestly. I think he's hurt. I think he's still, he's got to still I, I, be hurt. I do think he's not 100%, he doesn't, but at this yeah, point in time, who everyone's hurt. Yeah, right? you're right. Yeah. I, I just know they've, I mean, he's been in and out of the lineup all playoffs long. Yeah. He He's clearly more banged up than he's leading on, and the rest of the team is, for yes. sure. I agree with that, Um, but that's not that's not an excuse that we can use for no, Jalen Brown, though. Everyone's no, hurt. I'm saying for yeah. Jalen Brown. Oh yeah, because uh, Jalen Brown had 17 points, which is it's good. But he came out three rebounds. Game one, the second half of game one, he carried. He, I mean, it hasn't been Tatum. He's been carrying this that team. There's been big moments yeah. the last couple series where Jason uh, Jalen Brown has just been lights out, whether it's from three or just moving the basketball, which yeah. isn't something he's known to do. Like he, I mean, he can he can do it. I mean, it's just. The, the focus on the team is Jason Tatum, right? But Jalen Brown is they're they're the younger version, and I say more length, lanky, lengthy version of what Portland was with Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. Okay, because it's a it was a solid one two punch. They both can do the same things. CJ and Dame both lived in the same space, but the difference that made it was the shooting. Right, this is the same difference. Uh, obviously, their position, their differs from Dame and, and CJ, but this is who they remind me of, right? CJ, uh, CJ would be in this case would be Jalen, and then Dame would be Jason. Um, but they also need the Marcus Smarts of the world to drop more than two points. Uh, the fact that Derek White, who was irrelevant throughout the whole playoffs, went off the first game, and this game he added twelve, so he's kind of been adding and facilitating here. Grant Williams has not done anything since going off in the uh, the the Heat series um, or what, what was series? Was it was the Buck series? I don't, uh, Buck yeah, series. I don't remember. Yeah. Dropping all the threes, he did it against the Nets too. Hasn't been essentially relevant since then. Peyton Pritchard, I mean, he's really a a guy that comes off the bench, so I'm not really expecting too much um, from him. But 
they need their guys to do something. I know Tatum finally dropped 28, but it just can't be him. It needs to be that ball movement, but nobody moves the ball like the Warriors. I don't care what anybody yeah. says or does. The Warriors move <clears throat> the ball like a 90s basketball team. And it's hard to guard when you can't keep up. It, it just it just is what it is. And so. it's a lot of that's attributed to just Steph being yep. on the court. Yep. Like he can have an off night as we see, like we see here, like, you know, he's gone. I mean, he's shot pretty well. And of course it goes without saying they're the best shooting backcourt. And even though clay is not nearly the clay, we know, um, but they're the best shooting backcourt of all time. And Steph's the greatest shooter of all time um, on the planet ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just shows it's a testament to Steph being on the floor because when he's not, even if he's not hitting, you 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 this team plays differently. You play this team differently. There's yep. not as much movement. You put pressure on Jordan Poole. Um, uh, you want Draymond to like shoot the basketball at this point, right? Like they're just leaving them wide open. They know like he can't hit it. The intangible things that Draymond does, you can't put on a statue. I mean, yeah, like game one, he had like over ten rebounds. Like he's he's everywhere. Um, but there's that intangible stuff that he's been doing his whole career as a second round pick out of Michigan State that has just made this team so good. And um, isn't it funny, real quick, that Draymond doesn't shoot when he does shoot, he misses all the time. Yeah, isn't that funny that a guy that was on the 76ers just now on the Brooklyn Nets uh does the same thing can't shoot but plays phenomenal defense but the only difference is he meaning uh which we call it draymond has actually got rings uh, well i would say the testament to that is he's on the court yeah that, playing. that too you that gotta too. play to win the game right well i mean to be fair ben simmons was on the court all the way up until this year to be honest he was on the court it's just the difference is he just is the whole situation in Philly kind of rubbed the wrong way, but he wasn't shooting, but he's a, pro, a, pro, a prolific scorer that is able to drive to the, the rack anytime he wants to and is a phenomenal facilitator and also phenomenal defender. But it's crazy. I, I thought about it when you just said it. It was like, damn, it's crazy. Like Draymond doesn't shoot and is a terrible shooter when he does shoot. And yeah, nobody gives him hell about it because no. of everything else that he does. Everything, I mean, there's hustle. There's yeah. on every on all these plays, he riles the stadium or the arena up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets in his own way a lot of times. I'm surprised he hasn't, you know, missed a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's just what he's always done. He's always just cleaned up the mess. You know. Yes. Well, we're gonna clean up this mess real quick. Uh, Sam, who do you have? winning this series dude i've gone back and forth i i really like this warriors team i love steph curry i've been on that bandwagon for a long time um so i'm gonna still say warriors but yeah i i don't i've been thinking about this for weeks man uh i know we've talked about it I'm going to say Warriors, but I'm not convinced. And I know that's, I, I won't even take credit if the Celtics win. Um, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not hedging that way. I'm just saying I, I could write a case for either one of these teams, but I'll just say the, the Warriors know how they effed up game one. They, they saw it and they corrected it in game two. Of course, they're in San Francisco. 
that makes a ton of difference. Now they're going to Boston. Boston is the garden is not an easy place no. to play. Um, so that's good. It's going to be tough. But I'll say Warriors. I'll end my rant. I, uh, I'm easily going to the Warriors and I have not swayed from them for quite some time. I think I've been saying for months now that I believe that they're going to win the finals um, after my team pretty much got Das boot. Um, so yeah, it's the Warriors because they're back and they are the only team that were in the playoffs that had the experience that they have. Yep. And I'm super happy for Steph. You can see the excitement. Um, you can see the excitement in his face of being back when he won, when he was the first ever to win uh, the Magic Johnson Award. By the way, Jason Tatum was the first ever to win the Larry Bird Award, um, which is the MVP of the conference finals. Um, super, super happy to, to see that. But, but man, I, I'm, there's no way I'm going against, no way I'm going against the Warriors. It's just, I'm not a stupid person. This is not going to happen. No, thank you. Well, I don't think you're stupid for believing that the Celtics could win, especially after what they did in game I mean, one. This, this is true, but I also think that was a fluke because the Warriors, the Warriors do this historically. They play down at times, and then they come back and it's like, all right, now we're really going to play, which is what they did in the last series, which they played down, and they could have ended the series a game sooner, but they were just like, okay, whatever, and then they came back to – to Golden State and absolutely, or excuse me, uh, Oakland and just absolutely destroyed. Uh, who was it? The um, I can't think of uh, the Suns, right? It was the Suns that they beat. No, it was um, they beat um, the Warriors just beat the Mavericks. Yes, there you go. The Mavericks Sorry, beat the Suns. Yes, uh, the Warriors beat the Grizzlies. Yes, correct. Um, so yeah, that, that's this is what it is. They could have ended it, but this is what the Warriors have done historically. The games that they could win, they don't, and then they just come back and obliterate you in the next game, and then they they pretty much are like, okay, we just need that to wake up. So I think they're wide awake now, Sam. I don't think they're going to uh, fall asleep at the wheel again, and they can't because if they do, they're going to have a long series, a very, very long series. So Yeah, yeah, no doubt there. I mean, it's it's going to be fun again. When you're hearing this Wednesday tonight, nine o'clock, it's game three. Um, game, I don't remember what, when's game four. It's, I don't know. <laughs> it's sometime. <laughs> that, I don't have it in front of me. That, that works. I'm pumped. Um, but yeah, it's been a great series so far. Um, well, it's been well, a good series. I don't think it's been well, a great well, somebody series. that has not been in a series uh, this year uh, because his team is a, an atrocity uh is king Trainer. james uh who is an 18 time nba all-star four-time nba champ two-time olympian has now become a billionaire so congrats to lebron he said he was going to become a billionaire and he became a billionaire um just just thinking about that um so excited for a young man from cleveland raised by a single mother to get all the way to this point and become a billionaire. Uh, shout out to you, LeBron, uh, for doing this and all that you have done uh, philanthropically. Uh, I appreciate, even though I'm not the biggest fan of LeBron James at all, um, I respect 
legends. I respect the guy that is going to be considered the second greatest, at least to me, the second greatest basketball player to ever play in the NBA. Because first is Jordan. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. I mean, um, just think of, I mean, at 15 years old, 16 years old, he was the quote chosen one. How yeah. many times is that like? how many times does that actually like like the prophecy gets fulfilled yeah think about all the i mean across to all these sports like number one pick so you know just highly touted prospects kids out of high school like this is like the dream scenario this is like you know we are all in a generation of like just witnessing like like something really special. I mean, he went to how many finals in a row? Like, regardless of how many he won, like uh, I think eight, six, seven, six. Yeah, I, it just—it's ridiculous seven, how eight, many. Seven, like to be exact, yeah. That this whole prophecy got you know, like fulfilled like this. Yeah, good for good for him. And I, you know, just knowing what I know about LeBron, mm-hmm. it's as much as the on the court stuff matters to him. It's the legacy that he's going to leave off the court. You know, with this school with the, you know everything else that he's doing that i think kind of continues to feel him but just being a you know a business within himself like is going to i mean you know i'm i'm yeah. i just think it's just it's just wild to hear that a, a athlete an active athlete is a billionaire yeah like how many athletes are actually billionaires i mean uh, you got you got jordan even he's not active. Is Kobe? Did Kobe make it? No. Tiger now? Woods. Maybe now. Tiger like Woods was all of Kobe's stuff now with like all the business dealings he did. Like, didn't he buy like that energy water or something like that? And like the uh, the uh, body armor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe hit, but like, how many active athletes are like? It's a crazy man. Uh, only him and Tiger are the only ones I know. It's wild. Legit are the only ones that I know. Um, I, I, I just can't say enough about that and, and, and just seeing how that happened. It still blows my mind, uh, for sure. But what, what really is blowing my mind right now is what's happening in New York with baseball. That's a great segue. Cause I was going to say, you know, who's going to make himself a lot of money, <laughs> the favorite for the MVP in the American league, Aaron judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, dude, the best record in baseball with 39 and 15. They're on a six game winning streak in the Bronx. And it's a true testament to this team, as as we've been saying, can win every which way. Mm-hmm. The big, you know, if you listen to our, our baseball preview, which what in March, whenever it was, yeah. uh, you know, the biggest thing that I said I was worried about with this Yankee team was the starting pitching. <laughs> I didn't think we had enough <laughs> and she's man. Does, do I look like an idiot? I mean, they have a combined 2.55 ERA. That's the best in the majors entering yesterday. Um, it's just wild. They've, they've allowed 16 runs over the last 11 games. Um, that's like matches any single best in, in franchise history. They've just been on one. Um, and it's, you know, as much as what's happening on the field, I think you can attribute to what's happening in the clubhouse too. Yep. Um, you you get guys like you know Rizzo, who's really just become the leader, like the f- active vocal leader of this team. I mean, back 
if you're a Yankee fan, you know, Derek Jeter has always been the captain of the Yankees, but he led by example. And Jorge was like the whipping boy, right? Like Jorge was the guy that like got in your face, whipped everyone together into shape. And it's kind of like Rizzo's kind of in that mold now where it's just like, you know, he's got a world series ring. Yes, he does. He's, you know, a great defensive player. He, you know, he's hitting well. He's in the middle of that lineup. And I, you know, remember how they, we wanted Freddie Freeman? Yeah. I, I, I think we were both happy with Rizzo. Yeah, we liked no, the addition we last year. But yeah, no, of course. Why wouldn't you want Freddie Freeman? Of course not. But I'm the reason I'm saying that is, <clears> is yeah. Look at the the culture that Rizzo has brought. You anytime you see him in the dugout, who is he standing right next to? Yeah, he's Aaron with Judge. Judge. Yeah. Do you think that's a coincidence that Aaron Judge is going off this year and that he had last year was also one of his better years? Who was next to him last year? Rizzo. Yeah. So this is the type of guy that you put and you build in your clubhouse. And even though I did not like this player, I know what he meant to the clubhouse, and that's Brett Gardner, right? So you needed somebody to step into that role. Rizzo did that. That was my argument with Brett Gardner the whole time, <laughs> that he was the captain of this team. I mean, he he was. He was. Yeah. I mean, they that were That was the only argument I had for Brett Gardner. They, they, I mean, that's fair. But they were never going to give him that, and you know that. Yeah. Uh, they, he was never going to be that. Um, but he did what he had to do. No neck, wherever you are, I'm sure you're probably proud of Rizzo. Uh, the Yankees do need to do one thing before we go to, uh, their crosstown rival. Um, well, when I say one thing, it's, it's just these transactions. They need to get rid of Joey Gallo, even though after Sam and I talked about Joey Gallo doing absolutely nothing, he goes and hits a two run home run that ties up a game, but it's still not consistent enough. They need to get rid of Aaron Hicks. He needs to go bye-bye to give and a chance out there. Let him play. Yeah. It's wild, man. It's, it's just so crazy to me that you're not giving in Duhart. Like and Duhart was literally, what, what was he going to be like rookie of the year? If he Shohei didn't win. win yeah. 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 He like was a doubles machine mm-hmm. and, and now he wasn't he's healthy to nothing. And he's made, they threw him in the outfield. He made his defense better. He's mm-hmm. worked at it. He's raking in triple A. Yep. I mean, it's just, yeah, you got guys like a, like Hicks and Gallo or a black hole. Mm-hmm. Really? I think it'll get addressed. I think we'll find an outfield. I say we, cause we're both huge Yankee fans, but um, I think we'll find an outfield, but it's crazy. We have the best record in baseball and we're still complaining about it, but you really think of the bottom of the order, like Higashioka Hicks and, and Gallo that's one, two, three out. Yeah. Like right now it's just wild. It's it's crazy that Higgy essentially uh, blew his load in training camp yeah. uh, because now he's done absolutely nothing. But I don't I don't think any true Yankee fan went into the season like, yeah, Higgy's going to be one of our best hitters. Like, yeah, he looked hot in training camp, but a lot of people look hot in spring training. Like it just it just doesn't really pan out unless you're like one of those guys. Higgy is really there for his defense. That's what he's really there. Yeah, for. and him and Trevino. I mean, Trevino's gotten big hits, but yep. just what they're doing behind the plate is certainly an upgrade from uh, absolutely from our catcher for the last couple of years. Yeah, um, so happy that he's gone. Oh god, my, one of my fantasy base, probably my fa- favorite fantasy baseball league. I didn't draft a catcher, mm-hmm. and then I waited to do some roster moves, and I picked up Higgy before the season started because I figured 
he hit like eight home runs in spring training. Yep. Why not? And that was a quick drop. <laughs> yeah, he's uh that was a quick Higgy. drop. I know he's also a good locker room uh bullpen guy. He's like um, Judge's best friend. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's great. It's important. I mean, he's the he's uh what you call it's favorite catcher. Um, Garrett Cole's favorite catcher. I mean, they also grew up uh playing ball together essentially, right? So they've known each other for a while. Uh so it, he fits in right there, but I mean, I need some productivity like Gary Sanchez. Yes. You, you, you brought power and you, but outside of that, he struck out all the time and is behind the plate. He's, he's just terrible. Um, but the crosstown rivals are really, 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 really making it look like this is going to be a subway series for the world series. And I got to tell you, Sam, I'm ready to go broke over those tickets. If it happens. All right. Ready to go super broke over those tickets to go see it. When we when it last happened, it's too young to buy tickets. Not anymore. I'm ready to to, to take out a loan if I got to, Sam, <laughs> just to go to, to this game. Um, it, the Mets are 38 and 19. And the scariest part to me about this is they don't have the best pitcher in baseball when he is healthy, which is Jacob DeGrom. They don't have Scherzer either. It was probably I mean, that's that's true. The that's second true. best pitcher in that's, baseball, that's true. maybe third. Yeah. Um, it, it's just it's so wild to me to know that they have how the Mets have turned this around and what they have done in a short time. I, I mean, honestly, if we're gonna speak in baseball terms in the past six years, the Mets have technically been more relevant than the Yankees. Here's have they not been to the World Series, Sam, in the last six years? Well, yeah, 2015. But okay, so that's what have they I'm done saying. since? I'm not then. saying I'm not yeah, saying they, they've been the to World Series. The Yankees are the Yankees. I'm talking about in baseball terms. They've been doing yes, they've lost, they've they've done Mets things in between, but I don't know. The Yankees have been to a number the playoffs every year since they've been to the couple ALCSs in World Series. What's, what's yeah, but how many times have the Mets even made the playoffs since that World Series? I, I said in the last six years, the last six years, yeah, in the, since 2015, how many times have the Mets made? I don't the know, playoffs? let's look it up, let's find, let's yeah. find out. Let's we need it. a stat boy. If anyone yeah, I mean, wants to <laughs> apply to be our uh, stat boy and or girl, yes, we, we don't pay anything. That. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do not pay anything. We just. But you can be a part of this here. podcast yes, every week. Sure. Just be a part of the growth of this. And then when we get to the point of you can be paid, then you'll be paid handsomely. Um, but yeah, no, that's I'm saying that in that aspect, because I do think in that terms, like being in the World Series is more relevant to me. Yes, I know the Yankees are the Yankees. They're always going to be around. They're always going to have a relevant team. But I'm talking about what they've built. Like the Yankees, this is the first year that I've, you know how I've been feeling about the Yankees. This is the first year that I'm just like, wow, they yeah, actually think, are doing yeah. something really, really well. I think right? that's the tone with everyone. Yeah. It's yeah, just like, yeah, we knew, I knew that they would be good. I didn't think they'd be this good. I did no. say, I did pick the Mets to win the East you, and you, you kind of laughed at me. You, you did. I told them no, they had it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You hold were on. not, you were the, surprised. The lies. The lies. I said, I said Play that the I clip. Know the Mets are going to be really good, but Play I, said, the clip. I don't know. I said, I thought the Mets were going to met themselves. 
when it yeah, got later on. The there's year, still time, really my good. There's, there's, still there is still time, but I highly doubt that they're going. The Braves to were like under 500 at Memorial Day last year, right? Or at the Nationals a couple of years ago. Yeah, like there's true. still time, my friend. It's, it's true. But it's I think I think Buck is the X factor, having an yes. adult in the room. Yes, I, their bullpen scares me though. If I'm if I'm a Mets fan, I you know they really don't have. You know, I know they have a couple of their uh, relievers in as starters now to fill the void for uh, for the two guys, who, you know, the best pitchers in baseball. But they really need a reliever or two. And yes. you got to you got to imagine that that's going to happen um, because you need a deep bullpen to win in the playoffs now, especially when these starters get a hook of like four innings, mm-hmm. you know, Um but yeah, no, this it should be great. Uh, I think the Mets just split with the Dodgers four games, so like these are games you need to be in. Um, and yeah, we'll take it from there. Hopefully, there's Subway Series. That would be fun. I would enjoy I'm that. I, I'm going to tell you this right now, Sam. Um, I'm not trying to spend too much uh, money, as uh, as you know that I got you know a place to live, uh, so I got to yes. save up for that. Thank yeah. you. But uh, for the Subway Series this year, I'm more than willing to go to City Field because I've never been, and I keep hearing that City Field is better than Yankee Stadium, so I need to go see it for myself. Dude, City, like, I've only been to City Field once, mm-hmm. but it was awesome. It's yeah, like what I keep hearing. It's just a cool, it's like a baseball vibe. Like, yes. it's just yes. cool. Yankee, I, I love Yankee Stadium. I love the old Yankee Stadium more, but it's kind of like a mausoleum when you walk into it, right? It's mm-hmm. just like the stone everywhere it's just like not you know it still gets loud but but met uh city field is a fun atmosphere it's it reminds you of like i feel like it should be a ballpark in like st louis or something it's a really cool vibe okay um yeah i'm definitely down to just go to city field anytime okay let's let's get that done let's get that done um what is kind of dumb to me um is this whole situation with the rays and uh the pride patch the whole situation uh, i didn't really see anything until sam kind of sent me a, a blurb and and who was the pitcher that said about his reasoning as to why i'm not the, wearing the patch yeah off the top of my head i don't even know okay that's well, how regardless um i understand the stance of not having to wear something to show that you support Jason Adam. There you go. Raise pitcher Jason Adam. So I so you want to set you want to set this up real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I guess for Pride Night, I think it was called uh, in Tampa. Uh, players on the Rays were wearing like a rainbow patch on their hats, maybe, and on their shoulders of their jerseys, and all but five um, players didn't didn't choose to wear them um and then one of the players this jason adam basically said um you know called it a hard decision and um we want them all to know that we are here uh that they are all welcome and loved uh but basically went on to say like was hiding behind religion and and different things there um which you know i i can't speak to i know uh Cardinals pitcher Jack Flaherty responded on Twitter, called it an absolute joke. Um, as far as like 
celebrating and bringing awareness to you know whether it's pride or or uh, different cultures or um anything in between you know i'll speak for brandon here we we totally support our brothers and sisters whoever they are and um whatnot but you know you could you can just call it like it is i think we were talking off air before the show about this it's kind of like you cannot wear it if you don't want to wear it forcing yeah. it down people's throats is it's not not, do it, yeah. not the way to do this and i i think every, i have family in the the um you know gay community L- lgbq community all, all you know i get it i stand with them i, I love them um but for i don't think they would want that either just being for you know forced down your throat like that but um at the same time just call it like it is like you didn't wear it for a certain reason you know and that's it yeah i i think that's uh well said um for those that are in the lgbtqia plus community uh, yes yeah, thank you. it's i'm just learning as it keeps going um super super support i know what it feels like to be on uh a part of a demographic a, that is frowned upon in society and treated in a certain manner. So I completely understand and, and support, right? Uh, I just treat people like they're humans because we are humans and I take you for who you are at face value. I don't care who you decide to, to lay with, who you decide or what you decide to identify as. I take you for who you are. You treat me with respect. I treat you with respect. I will love and care for you if you do that, no matter what. I don't give a shit. I, I have to just I just don't care at the end of the day you're human I'm human and we're all trying to get to our goals in life which is live the best life that we possibly can right yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't care about that right but as Sam said I'm it's not the point of forcing it down is when you when you try to explain it just if you don't want to do it then you don't have to do it like I support I support Pride Month, but I don't have to wear something pri- uh, with uh, the Pride colors every single day to show that I support it. There's plenty of ways to do it. You don't have to explain yourself. I'm tired of people feeling like they have to justify their stance. You don't have to justify your stance. If that's what you truly felt and you truly meant, then just do that. You don't have to explain yourself. But it's it's to me, Sam, when people start explaining it and it's like, oh, well, because, you know, this is that and, and this is this and all you don't have to explain yourself. You, if you believe what you believe in and you know you're doing it for a reason that is true to you and you still support, and even if you don't support, whatever's true to you, go with that. Stop defending yourself. You don't need to do it all the time. But it's really ridiculous with his stance of what he said. And, and I'm not here to knock anybody down when it comes to religion, but these kind of like asinine stances, man, I, I can do without. The game can do without. I, I just... I also feel that these major companies and corporations are are now prophesizing off of this, right? And I don't think this is, I know it's it's creating and, and trying to be inclusive in, instead of being exclusive, uh, but there's better ways of doing it, like, like donating to the community, like actually being a part of the community and helping and doing that. But to each his own, you do do what you you feel needs best. I just think you know, it was absolutely yeah, ridiculous to hear that that explanation for it like it was just like come on man yeah you're totally right but at the same time you could also say like this whole thing has brought more awareness to the situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah you don't have to wear the patch if you don't want to that's absolutely that's fine just don't say 
one thing and and do another you know yes yes um and i think that's a problem with a lot of uh a lot going on right now is saying one thing and doing another um but you know with that uh, i mean the rays have been pretty pretty progressive with stuff like this the yankees and the rays had a series last week after our two weeks ago last week after the unfortunate and just awful incident that happened at a school in, in texas and they spent the entire time tweeting facts about um gun laws and um gun safety and and different things like that the yankees in the met uh raised twitter that was the the context the whole night so i mean they've been you know trying to be bring awareness to to topical issues and you know as as you mentioned we just hope that it's in you know the right uh with the right judgment and the right um you know um i don't know what i'm trying to say here moral of the story is people respect one another love yeah just love each other bro there's too much that's it bro here there's too much bs out here when it comes to that love each other if people are respectful to you that's all you can ask for if you're respectful to me you show me respect. I show you respect. Hell yeah. I don't have to like everything about everybody, right? It's not, you may not understand everything about everybody, but respect one another and love one another and just go home and live your damn life. That's it. That's really it. Um, and that's it for baseball. <laughs> um, let's get into Off hockey. the soapbox. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a, something I never thought I'd hear you say on the, on the hockey. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got to because, you know, when the Rangers are in the playoffs, I got to talk about them. And I know how much fun away. has this been? Yeah. Huh? How much fun has the last couple games been, or last couple of weeks been? Man, I've been super ecstatic. So shout out to a friend of ours uh, whose birthday is, is actually this week. Uh, shout out to Brendan Halstead. Uh, good friend. Uh, he's the person that taught me the rules of hockey because best believe I would have never, ever known because hockey is not something that I watch. Um, definitely was not on my TV as a youngin. Definitely still not on the TV in the house now. Um, Didn't play NHL 94 growing up. I, no, I, really? I never really played hockey games. I played some like randomly, like it was like uh with Harrison, uh another friend of ours, Harrison and Dame. Like they they play uh NHL, and I'm actually thinking about playing the new one because it looks really, really good. Um, but I I've never been like a over overall hockey fan, just didn't really care about it. But I will always support the New York team in that aspect. Um, but since learning, I've become a pretty, pretty, pretty loyal Rangers fan. I will not say I'm a diehard fan because I do not watch throughout the season. But we'll get to the Rangers in a second. We'll talk about the other series. The Avalanche have swept the Oilers, uh, which is is surprising to me with McDavid on the other side of the Oilers and whatnot. Uh, but the Avalanche have been on a tear uh, absolutely uh, been playing phenomenal. Their line changes have been really, really good. Damn, I'm talking like I know hockey. Wow. Uh, yep. So uh, that's been pretty, pretty good. But, I mean, speaking of line changes, they they calling them the kids. Uh, the kid line. Kid line for sure with the Rangers and how they've been skating. Uh, it's, been, it's been phenomenal to see Chris Kreider lead this team, right? He's kind of the leftover from the uh, Lundquist era. Right. Still being there, uh, being the voice of the team, but seeing these these young guys skate the way that I think he might be the only one from the last Stanley Cup. I think he is. I think he's the only one left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
seeing what's going on. I found my new favorite bruiser from the team, which is Reeves. Oh, he's a beast, isn't he? He's an absolute monster. I hope uh, Miller actually turns into a monster too because he's a big, big dude. Um, uh, Savannah Jet is like my new favorite player. Uh, yeah, Mika uh, is like uh, the heart of this team. Yeah, oh, man, seeing seeing how he plays and how he skates, like he's just a smooth guy. Like he just looks like just such a peaceful person. Uh, but the way he plays on the ice is he's been absolutely on a tear. Um, I think he's scored eight eight or nine goals right now uh, in the in the playoffs thus far. Uh, super interesting to watch. But the Rangers are up two one against the two time defending uh, Stanley Cup champions and the Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning, to be exact. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting to see there's a game tonight when we're recording uh, at eight o'clock. So uh, next week we'll be able to tell you if the Rangers are going, hopefully they are advancing to the Stanley cup finals. Uh, but uh, I'm going to already say this right now, before you ask me at the end, uh, what am I looking forward to this week is them playing and watching some Yankees. Cause I actually haven't been watching the Yankees uh, and, and more of, the game so i'm getting that out the way right there now. you go i won't even ask good, yeah good. we've every time the rangers come up on this podcast or off the air i tell you how excited i've been for this team because i've been following them put this team together for a long time and they they fired john davidson which i thought was out of no like it was really weird and they were open and saying we are going to we are going to rebuild this team mm-hmm. and like you mentioned the kid line. I mean, they they got extremely lucky. Lafaniere was the number one overall pick. They won the lottery a couple of years ago. Kako was a number two overall pick when they jumped up in the lottery. Uh, Philip Heedle was another first round pick that I didn't think was even going to pan out. He was drafted so long ago. He had strides where he was like, looked like he put it all together. And then sometimes he was just lost on ice. And getting Adam Fox from, um, I think it was Carolina, just the the best defenseman in, in hockey now. Um, so I'm really excited about this team. And when you have a legend in net like Lundquist, and then all of a sudden you get the, you know, you, yeah, you thought it was going to be uh, uh, the other dude and then ends up being Shesterkin. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's been the best goalie. He could easily be the MVP. Yep um of the league and it's just been a fun team to watch the kid line as you mentioned they've been a lot a lot of fun but um yeah there's i i'm getting pumped up like i'm i'm have to remember to breathe when the the puck is in like in the you know rangers area sometimes because it's just like it's uh, like the vibe is crazy um and you mentioned last last series you were like yo if the if the Rangers make it to Eastern conference finals, you, we have to go. And I'm like, bet let's do it. And uh, take I looked up the cheapest <laughs> ticket, <laughs> the cheapest tickets, like 600 bucks to the nosebleeds. So unless uh, someone at the garden wants to hook us up, I don't think I'll be going to uh, Eastern conference finals or the finals. Um, what I, what I will say, Sam, how about this? this is what we'll do. And we'll record it for the podcast. They make it to the finals. We'll go to the bar right diagonal from yeah, yeah, MSG. The yeah. So we'll go there and we will record and just have some content and we'll just come back up. How about we do that? 
I'm down for that. And they, 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 they've been having those watch parties in Central Park, too. We can do that, too. Totally love to do that, too. That'd be fun. down with that. I will invite Brendan because I know he would absolutely go for it. Yeah, that. Brendan, Brendan can hold the camera. It'll be good. <laughs> yes, he can. I don't okay. actually I don't know if I trust him with the camera. So I'll just I'll shout just... out. I haven't seen that kid in years, man. Well, he's he's up here right now. Does he listen? Yeah, he I think so. He better. If not, I'm gonna cut his leg off. Hey, text um... me if you let listen. If I I'm not gonna text him, you just better text me if he listens. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, shout um, out to him. So Speaking of something that's got me excited, this person has got me excited throughout his whole entire career. Um, And this is why we're mentioning him in honorable mentions. Uh, It's Alan Iverson. Today is his birthday when we're recording this. Uh, So happy 47th birthday to Alan Iverson. The fact that he's 47 is wild to me because I still feel like watching him when he was 20. It was just like yesterday um, when he was crossing Jordan and making him hop all over the place and terrorizing the league and literally single-handedly changing the league in a certain aspect the fashion the way that happened in the league was because of iverson the way sleeves he was the first person i saw wear a sleeve he had a spider sleeve he had different color sleeves he was the first person i ever saw do that also the first person that i ever saw wear a finger band or a finger uh uh what you call it uh basically like a sweatband for your finger and whatnot. He's the first person I ever saw do that. First person I ever saw wear rubber bands. He is literally the person that has all this gear that you're seeing these players playing with now was him. Uh, the, the attitudes that that had, the, the influence that has been brought into the culture, him. Um, definitely one of my top, one of my top five favorite players of all time, easily. Uh, so shout out to you, AI, the answer, and potentially, which is going to shock Sam, maybe my cousin, but I'm going to find out for sure. That's what Whoa. my uncle told me before he passed. So, yes. Stay tuned. Yes, we'll find out. Um, it's crazy that like 20 years ago was the whole practice press conference. Mm-hmm. Was it 20 Not years? Like, that's just wild, man. Not We're getting old. Practice. Yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to Iverson. And that draft was crazy. 96 draft. I'm, I'm, man, I, I wish, I wish we were old enough. Like, I wish there was a possibility for us to like go back, like in a time machine and go and actually sit in these like games that I would love to see. Like, I would love to have seen Jordan play live. I would love to see Penny and so on and so forth. But Iverson is definitely one of the people I would have loved to yeah. see live. Uh, so that's unfortunate that I never got the chance to do that, but it's okay. It's all right. Um, I feel like we should be playing sad music for you or something. We, we probably should for me. Um, yeah. That's, did you see Jason Tatum, the pregame to uh, game two the other day? He was wearing the same outfit that Kobe wore during his uh, workout with the Celtics. Yep. And yep. then the Celtics drafted Antoine Walker instead. Kobe may be gone, but Kobe has not left. Kobe, oh no way! Kobe is still Kobe is still there, no matter what anybody says. He's still there, and he has not left. Uh, you can tell by all the players still wearing his sneakers, a model that came out years ago, and it's the Pro Tro, and and it's crazy how they're all still wearing them to this day. So um, that's wild to me. I'm super super happy for that too. So um, uh, I got a, I got served an ad for a 
um, a Kobe like baby romper, mm-hmm. you know, like a onesie. And I'm totally going to buy it for uh, my daughter. She's going to vibe. Please. It's going to be a vibe. Do. We'll post the pictures. It's also really weird to see Jason Tatum wear a 24 wristband. Yeah. While he's a Celtic and yeah. it's in Lakers colors. Like, I'm surprised they didn't make a bigger stink about it. Like, I know they're not because it's just because it's Kobe, but it's just crazy to even picture a Celtic wearing Laker purple on their arm while they're playing. I don't think it's talked about enough, but yeah, I think that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting for sure. Yeah, no, he's uh, he will forever be, uh, you know, forever live in the NBA as a part of the NBA for sure. Hey, uh, do we have any UFC stuff going on? Uh, UFC seven uh, two seventy five is happening. Uh, I'm just gonna give you my picks to win. Uh, you can take it from there. Uh, Shavinchenko is going to win. This co-main event, Glover Teixeira, I believe is going to win. Um, and Whaley, I, I there's no way I'm going against her. So, but that's gonna be the best fight. The best fight on this card is going to be uh, Whaley against uh, Joanna. Can't ever pronounce her last name. I'll remember it shortly. But that is going to be the best fight on the card. The first fight was an absolute battle, flat-out war. Um, so if there's any fight, you definitely should catch is that one. I um, really don't care about the main event, but I, I, I love my girl, uh, Valentina, just so she can do her little ballerina dance. Can't wait to see it. So, uh, yes, that is Saturday, 10 p.m., enjoy enjoy that's not even on the rundown you crushed that nope i you know just gotta i put you on the spot there i thought you were gonna be like i knew there was i knew 275 was this weekend but don't ask me always ready don't ask me to watch my favorite thing it's my favorite thing to watch i love watching the events um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to watch it i might have to watch it on my phone but whatever it'll be well now that you live closer now we can watch together yeah 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 it's uh, very very true uh Hey, you want to play Do You Care? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's do it. Hey, uh, we've been talking for a while that, man, this is, I mean, no secret. Aaron Donald's the best non-quarterback in the NFL. You can make the case that he might be the best player in the NFL. He just signed. He was talking about retiring after the, after winning a Super Bowl. Like, what more does he have to, to do? Well, he just signed a three-year extension they gave him more money. Like they basically reworked his deal for three years. And now he, he's making an extra $40 million. So he's going to make 95 million over the next three years and stay in LA. Just making quarterbacks and offensive linemen miserable for the next three years. Hayes, do you care that he's now paid like a quarterback? Absolutely. I mean, we've been saying on this podcast for quite some time now that he is been the best football player uh, that we've probably seen in our lives, Um, whether it's defensively or offensively. uh, He is has been a Hall of Famer for quite some time. Uh, He just put the official stamp on it this uh, season that just passed. Uh, He deserves to get paid whatever he wants to get paid Um, (laughs) because He's that much of a problem. If the Rams didn't get him back, I know he was contemplating retiring, uh, but if the Rams did not get this man back, uh, their defense, their whole team would have been different just because of him. That's saying enough in itself. Um, 
he deserves everything that he's getting. Also, I guess it should be honorable mention or whatever for him. Uh, he's also the first athlete to sign to Donda Sports, which if you are familiar with what Donda is, it is Kanye West. Yes, Kanye West is mentioned on the sports podcast. Uh, he is the first athlete to sign to Donda Sports. So apparently his wife also works for Donda. So just thought you should know that too, Sam. But uh, yeah, I, I'm super, super happy for him. Uh, he deserves everything. I'm glad he's not retiring. So we still get to see him play some more. Um, just really, really happy for him. He's definitely one of my favorite players in the league, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, he's going to be making a lot of money. Uh, yes, he is. Yes. Hey, uh, Utah Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder uh, abruptly resigned last week. Um, I don't know why either. Like, I, I didn't really read into the story. I know it's just been rumblings. Like, he's been a hot coach to, to hire. Um, but it seems like his time with, or it is his time with the Utah Jazz are done. And there's a lot of questions. Do Rudy go, does Rudy Gobert stay? Does uh, Mitchell stay? Um, who's going to replace him? All of that stuff. Do you care? I do because uh, he's one of the best coaches, or now I guess I have to say was one of the best coaches in the NBA. And I don't know if he's stepping away for personal reasons or whatever the case may be, but if he comes back or when he comes back, any team should be happy to have him. And I mean, any team, the jazz, uh, the CEO is Danny Ainge. He was trying desperately to keep him to stay, but in all reality, I think this was the best move for him because the Jazz, even though they're in the playoffs every year, they do nothing. They're normally bounced in the first or second round, and that's no fault of his, really. Uh, you're, as we say, your your best ability is availability. And the Spider Donovan Mitchell, although one of my favorite young players because he plays like my favorite player, Sam Wayne Wade, um, he's not healthy all the time. And if you don't have that prolific score on the team, it, it you can't really do much. He's the guy that gets your team to go. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Quinn Snyder ends up on a very, 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 very special team to me, um, the Nets. And I don't mean this year. I think that he stays away from uh, the team or stays away from basketball for at least a year and waits for a very uh, lucrative spot to land. Um, and I see him coming back after that because just imagine Quinn Snyder as a head coach for the Nets, because I think KD and Kyrie are now realizing that they need structure, even though they said they didn't need a coach specifically Kyrie. Um, but I know KD also did that. They should have never fired Kenny Atkinson's Atkinson, excuse me. Um, but I think they're now realizing that that's what they need because yes, KD and Kyrie can score at their own will but other players don't have that ability and they need to actually have that this is not about that i know it's not about the nets and i just spoke about it but i'm just talking about where quinn snyder can be um if the if the lakers didn't sign uh darvin ham who who deserved uh, a head coaching spot um i truly believe that he could have been there um he could be pretty much anywhere he wants to be 
if he comes back to basketball because he's that good of a coach. Um, so it does, I do care because he is a phenomenal head coach and in, in my opinion, top five in the NBA right now. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I just think the whole thing is kind of weird. Um, I know the Donovan Mitchell Knicks rumors have been around for a while. Um, it would just be interesting to see what happens to this team. And yeah, they've, they've always kind of, you know, in the regular season, always been in it in a really tough Western conference. Mm -hmm. And then they just flame out in the, in the playoffs, if they make the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, uh, this just happened like an hour or so ago. The uh, Anaheim, the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim (laughs) that aren't in Los Angeles. They're in Anaheim uh, fired head coach manager. It says head coach in here, but he's the manager. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe Madden, he's gone after, you know, a 12 game losing streak. Um, you can remember Madden who coached, uh, managed the Rays. He went on to win a world series, finally ending the, the curse in, for the Cubs in 2016. And last couple of years, he's been with the angels. He has two of the best hitters in baseball. Um, and at one point was was the team was performing very well there at the top of the west and again 12 game skid um my friend and longtime listener of the show mike has said that he told me that mike trout is three for his last 40 so that would probably do it he said fire trout not likely but mike trout needs to get to the playoffs and uh phil nevin who was the Yankees bench coach last uh, third base coach last year is now the interim head coach. Do you care? I don't care. I mean, even though I like him as a manager, um, I like his personality. I don't really care about Joe Madden. Um, what I do care about more, which should be talked about more within the baseball community is did Mike Trout make the right decision with staying with the angels? Because I know he stayed and they paid him pretty much more than anybody else could. But he had the chance to come to his home team, which would have been the Phillies. And at that point in time, it would have been him and Bryce Harper, um, which would have been phenomenal. Um, Can you imagine that? That, that would have been crazy. Um, but to me, honestly, I, I think I think we really need to talk about I know that Trout is still considered to be the – the best player in baseball and has been for like the past, what, four or five years. But I have not seen that productivity, Sam. I really have not. And it's unfortunate. It hurts me because I know he's a phenomenal player, a once in a generational player, but it's sad when the guy that is considered to be the best in the sport, you don't see much of him anywhere else. I don't really see anything about him outside of baseball. Yeah. It's, you know, um, I agree with you there. And and even the commissioner's taking shots at Mike Trout not being out there as much. But, you know, the big thing with Trout over the last couple of years is staying on, on the field. Um, I have him in some dynasty fantasy baseball leagues. I could tell you at one point he missed like a whole season worth of games over like three years. Um, last year, he only played 36 games. 
out of 162 games in 2020. Remember it was a 60 game season. He played most of that, but 134 in 2019, 140 in 2018, 114 in 2017. Um, And he's not running as much, but he's still, he's the best hitter in baseball. I will still say that. Um, I mean, he does have 13 home runs, 28 RBIs on the year. He's still, despite going three for 40, he's hitting 276. He's a lifetime 304 hitter. Um, you know, I've been enamored with this kid since I first saw him. I thought he just, he looked like he was the next Mickey Mantle. And again, he wasn't supposed to be, but it's just, it came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere and, uh, he, uh, you know, I think he's the best player of this generation. So I disagree with you there. He does need to stay healthy, though. He yeah. absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, my perspective of it is I know how good he is. Yeah, I know. If, you I'm, if yeah. I'm looking at. Aaron Judge has talked about him way more. He's also in the biggest market. Sure. Period. Right. But Aaron Judge is not better than Mike Trout. He's not. Um, no, no. I mean, they do similar thing. I mean, Aaron, Aaron judge hits the ball towering home runs and he walks a lot and he, you know, yeah. Uh, they're both very, they get on base all the time. Yeah. They're very, they can, they have similar attributes, but no, they're not the same player. Correct. So, I mean, for me, normally when we look at any sport, we look at the greatest and that's who's there. I know you and I have also driven this point into the ground over and over again, that uh, baseball has a problem, an identity crisis and doesn't put their stars out there too much. Right. Um, and it sucks because he should, he should be getting more, but it's also, he needs to stay healthy. And that's the part I think that's killing me with him. I mean, shout out to my trap because he's a diehard Eagles fan. Uh, so I'm not I'm not putting any disrespect on his name because I respect his fandom. Um, but yeah, I, I just a guy that I always wear his cleats in in the show because there's he's always got the most fire cleats. Uh, it's disappointing that uh, my guy just doesn't can't stay healthy. Um, but we'll see. I guess we should stay with baseball and close this out, Sam, with the do you care? Hey, uh, one of the greatest baseball players to ever live. Mm-hmm. A recluse to social media and the media in general has joined social media. Derek Jeter is now on Instagram. I don't know what's his handle at Derek Jeter. I'm assuming we both follow him. I just don't remember what mm-hmm. it is. And as a journalism uh, journalist and as a, uh, you know, a podcaster, I probably should have actually done the homework and found out what his handle is, but it's probably it's, at Derek. Jeter. It is. It All is. right. So, yeah, he's on social media. And uh, do you care? Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Does that tell you if I care, Sam? No. Okay, I do. Um, I do care. Uh, it's it's cool seeing, like, the old guys that we've wanted to hear from for quite some time, meaning him and Tom Brady. Uh, seeing them excel in social media, like Derek Jeter, like the first – few days had some pretty hilarious posts um to see that these guys are as witty as i thought they were 
like just with their whole career and how smart they were. Um, I, I think Tom Brady has like pretty much the best handle for one of the best handles for a, an active athlete right now. Um, just to kind of see the stuff that he does trolling people. DJ did a little, uh, little trolling uh, since he's been on social media, but it's cool to kind of hear these guys have a voice, right? Now it's crazy that he wasn't on social media, but uh, with the players tribune, uh, he's had a voice anyway. Right. Um, so now to actually hear him say what he has to say, it's cool. Um, I wish more of someone like, I, I'm like, I don't know if King Griffey has a social media, but I would love to hear my favorite baseball player of all time talk. Right. And, and say stuff and share things that we've never heard before. Right. Um, so I, I do care. Uh, it's nice to see this. I mean, I don't see every damn thing that he posts, but I mean, I see some of the good stuff and I I'm thoroughly entertained for sure. How about you, man? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's been pretty cool. It's really interesting that he even like created the players tribune because mm -hmm. he spent his whole life, like avoiding the media and all of yeah. a sudden he's yeah. like, you know, trying to create this platform for players to um, express themselves and communicate um, and, you know, give them the voice. So I th I think that's hilarious. But um, yeah, no, it's it's cool. I'm really excited to see uh, that seven part ESPN documentary that they're when is doing that uh, July 18th. I think it's called The Captain. And it's from the guys that did the last dance. And I think Spike Lee, uh, Spike Lee's involved too. Um, and they, they interviewed dozens and dozens of people. The trailer looks pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that's, that's coming out in about a month and month and change. So yeah, definitely, uh, be watching that. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to social media yes. at Derek Jeter. And you can follow us at, at Chasing Points Podcast. Well played, sir. There you go. Where uh, you can check us out at chasingpointspodcast.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. That's uh, our show, episode 59 in the books. Let's go, Rangers. For Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, just, just be nice to each other. Peace. Um, it's the summertime officially now. So I'm going to ask you guys to drink responsibly. The reason why I'm going to ask you to drink responsibly is, uh, some of you have some poor taste in alcohol. Um, if you're my friend and you bring Smirnoff to a barbecue, immediately know that you are no longer my friend. Um, I will wow. disown you right off rip. Uh, if you are bringing Bud Light to the party, a.k.a. Bud Water, I will disown you as a friend. Uh, the acceptable drinks of the summer are you can still have your White Claws, depending on what flavor it is uh, and whatever seltzer that is now, because now everybody has a seltzer. Um, I just as as I'm saying this, simply lemonade, you know my my or simply the company they now have spiked drink i'm sure it's going to be absolutely delicious because all their drinks are delicious but uh you know just i'm gonna need some of y'all to grow up with some of your drink choices um i'm gonna also need some of you to grow up when you get intoxicated uh because some of you are absolute idiots and still act as if you are in a frat or a sorority uh we're grown at least the people that i'm talking to right here so i'm gonna need you to be responsible this summer in all aspects drink wise uh, I guess action wise 
all that. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you heard me. Bye.